How are you, Tim? Tim's back. Back as a back as a three. All right. He was out salsa dancing last week. Good to be here. Good to be back. I've got Matt as well. Matt's back after last week. How are you feeling, Matt? Not bad, not bad. I my first lockdown meltdown, as I've told you about. But other than that, I'm all right. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that in a minute. It was only minor, but it was a little bit, probably a little bit over the top. <laughs> That's the whole point of them. They should be over the top and about silly little things. Yeah, I think I've just reached breaking point <laughs> over nothing in particular. Believe it or not, it was reality TV that pushed me over the edge. And Gemma Collins uh, had a little argument with the other half about... <laughs> I wanted to put that on and it, it's ridiculous now that you mention it isn't it but it really wound me up at the time it's like you know putting money in the pockets of people like that when there's other people genuinely needing help and I just lost the plot I lost it said a lot of sweary things and then I had to apologise it's quite hard to come back from that yeah it is isn't it yeah it was a low point <laughs> <laughs> we're over it now though it's fine so, good but uh, all, all good all good Good, good. How are you doing, Mark? Me, I'm all right, mate, yeah. Same before, a bit tired today. Look a bit tired today. I had a horrendous night's sleep last night. That's good. Yeah, yeah, it's creeping up on me. Um, do you know, I just couldn't, you know, I just couldn't get up, like, couldn't get away last night. It's two o'clock, uh, four o'clock, and then seven o'clock, I was just wide awake. Just one of them nights, I don't know, just couldn't sleep, and then. Can't be asked to get above horizontal today, and we're just saying we're training after this later on, so that's going to be fun. Um, but no, I ain't been really doing much, mate. To be fair, just the same as everyone in it, just um, keeping as normal as possible. Like I keep saying, just trying, try and keep my head above water. But um, no, we're we're back, so not a lot really to talk about this week. We've covered a lot. Of, <laughs> we've uh, we've covered a lot of the things that. I plan to do in the podcast anyway, so, um, but here's something I want to catch up on. Um, last one, we talked a couple of, about a couple of things, and I said I wanted to get Tim's view on it. Um, I just wanted to know, Tim, from from your kind of standpoint on what we talked about kind of last week, about um, when he knew it was kind of time to go and, to go and get some help and talk to somebody or, um, you know, sort, kind of sort yourself out. Um what do you think? What, how did Long Delhi thing. Yeah. How did you know? Kind of what? What did you do? Um, I've just got to the point where it felt like no matter what I did, it on my own, trying to make myself feel best, trying to do different things, I always ended up feeling worse, and I wasn't a nice person. And I looked at how I was and I looked at the people around me and I thought, these are the people I love and care about the most. And I'm being a real arsehole. <laughs> and I, all right, I know I don't feel very well, but why now are these other people feeling bad about it? And so really, out of desperation, I started reaching out into different groups, different places, tried different things, tried medication, which really for me wasn't an entirely great situation and for lots of people it is but for me um, and how I feel and for some of the experiences I've had did wasn't the best and I found actually it was finding groups of people to talk to um, places that, that where I'm at Mark 
and actually it's those relationships that have come on. But it was an absolute low point of going to the first group meeting, where actually took me two goes to get through the door yeah. and finding um, a place just to be me. So I wasn't a husband, I wasn't a pastor, I wasn't a, a father, a son, a brother. I was just Tim. And although there was lots of people there who were very compassionate and caring, they weren't reliant on me for anything. And for me, at that point that was so low, that was an amazing space just to be me. And that was the start of me getting, getting better. Um, and it was quite quickly that I just felt, oh, thank goodness, I can, I can share this now without the worry of, oh, well, I'm going to say these things and then in five minutes' time I've got to be your husband again and protect you and mm. um, it's there in that relationship. And again, I know lots of people talk in their, in their relationships and their partnerships and it's not that my wife isn't supportive, she's immensely supportive, but it's pretty much all my hang-up. But yeah, it was absolute desperation um, and realising that you know, I didn't do anything um, I couldn't see a good future. I'm not somebody who has particularly strong suicidal thoughts, fortunately, but there was a hopelessness and I needed to overcome that. Yeah, I think, um, I think Matt kind of touched on that on, on his side of it, didn't you, last week about, um, you, didn't, you, you knew you had to do something. It was kind of, it got that stage, didn't it? You just, I think I was, I was, yeah, I, I was I at that crossroads as well, yeah. Go on, Matt. It, yeah, it does. You know, it, it, it kind of forces you to at some point. You reach a crossroads, don't you? The metaphor goes, yeah. you, you go one way or the other. Um, thankfully, we went one way um, and not the other. You, know, you see stories all the time and, and somebody, not a friend, but a friend of a friend, taking their life within the last week. And you just think, wow, <laughs> still happening. You know, it's still going on. And, Still young people, you know, in the twenties and, and and obviously older as well, but you know, young men and it's horrible. Um, but like Tim said, uh, it's, it's kind of you realise that you're not the person that you want to be, or you know, you're certainly not the person that you think you are. Yes. You know, I, I mean, I I think I I thought that I was quite well rounded as a youngster. You kind of think you know it all anyway, don't you? When you're late teens and things like that, but. I look back now and I was a bit of an arrogant, self-centred prick, to be honest. I don't like to meet that person now. Um, well, exactly. <laughs> um, you know, and as I think, you know, from being in that position, I've already always had like quite strong, held, held my principles quite strongly anyway. And, and what I thought they were then, they weren't. Um, I wasn't particularly nice at all, as you said, Tim, to be around and because of family, because of friends, people I encountered in general. Um, you know, I actually work with a lad now who, who said to me, oh, I, I knew about you before because he, he used to play cricket and I was friends with you. I, I thought you were all right, prick, but you're actually all right. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm fierce. <laughs> um, but, you know, each word gets yeah. round, doesn't it? And I probably was then. You know, I probably was. And it's it's not something that sat comfortably with me in the end. Uh, and it, I don't know about you, Tim, but it's something that I made a really conscious effort to change. But it, it was gradual and really slow. I thought it'd be something that would change overnight. And it took me quite a long time to change the way I behave. You know, sometimes now I can probably still be quite selfish in the way I think and a bit self centered. Yeah. think, you know, well, I see it this way, so why doesn't everybody else? 
um, you know, pretty black and white about things, where others are a bit more you know, grey area. Um, you know, I see both sides, but I, I tend to think that my side is right, <laughs> which isn't always the best way to be. But it's taken me, God, 10, 11 years to get to that stage now, you know, where I can be comfortable with how I am and know how I do behave and I, I start living like the person I want to be. You know, there's probably plenty of people from who I've met in my late teens, early 20s, probably even up to my mid-20s, to be honest, who have an opinion of me that I don't like as, you know, somebody who wasn't particularly nice, didn't do particularly nice things, was quite self-centred, you know, and I, and I think that it's taken 11 years to get to the stage where I'm a bit more comfortable with that and a bit more comfortable behaving in that way. So, Tim, for you, did it? Is it something that you made a conscious effort to improve or just by doing those things did that improve that side of you? Um, as I joked at the beginning, it's an ongoing thing. I have to decide all the time because, um, you know, we, we've all experienced losing people to... to uh, I don't like to say to suicide, to, to illnesses like depression and anxiety. But do you know what? That's not the only way these illnesses rob us of our life. And I realised that my relationship with my emotional well-being was such that it was robbing me of my life. Um, it, it really diminished my relationships. I missed out on enjoying our daughter growing up in part because I just, I was so focused on just pretending that everything was okay. And actually now what I do is I decide almost on a daily basis to, to live the best life that I can do and to make those choices that make that possible. And some days that's really easy. Today is a fantastic day. I've planned things that I want to do. I've achieved some of them. I'm going to achieve the rest of them because they will happen. Um, even down to I've got stuff in for a meal this evening for, for myself and my daughter um it's gonna go well and other days the whole day feels like walking through treacle mm. but even in that time i have to decide to be just a little bit more forgiving of myself because i'm terrible i am just like you said man black and white if it isn't going well it's all ruined it's all bad nothing good will come of this day and i have to really give myself a bit of a punch and say no you've got to stop that thought because all that will do is rob you of time of happiness of time with people. Um, people are the, are the give me the most energy and drain me the most in equal measure, depending on how I respond. Uh, but I, I enjoy being with people. This whole lockdown thing, even talking like this on Zoom, for me is, is, a, is a shadow of, of actually meeting up. So I'm quite, I'm struggling with that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I have to decide that actually it's really good to see you too. It's not in person. Wow. But we can have this conversation. Yeah, it's great to see you, Mark. You're the most important. <laughs> yeah, you look a bit tired, though. Um, and it is so. It is a con it is an ongoing, almost a little bit like when you consider um, not not diminishing people who have addictions and their struggle. But it's a little bit like that. In I have to accept the fact that my mood is sometimes low. I have to make decisions and change the things that I do to, to try and minimise that. But I can't lie about it and deny it. I can't say, no, it's fine. I don't have that anymore. It's something, uh, the whole concept of the black dog that's always there. And it might not always be in front of my face, but it's always there. And so I enjoy the times that are enjoyable. 
I enjoy all the times that are difficult. Uh, but even in the difficult times, I try and learn something to try and reduce them. But it's a constant set of decisions. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was very, very similar. I just had just had enough of living, living a lie. And uh, I mentioned on the last one, I, I knew it was time. I just knew it. I was just fed up of like, like you boys and. Uh, a lot of people I spoke to just—it's just—it's it's knackering, isn't it? Keeping up the charade of everything's all right, and you—you you, you find yourself tired all day. And when you go to bed, you snap out of it, don't you? And you think, "Oh, that's another day down." And then you're wide awake, and then you start you again, again and then you're grumpy on top of it because you're tired. Then you've got to start again, pretending everything's all right. And um, I just want to. Um, Here's something I want to chat about. I, I, I put something on Instagram, yes, uh, not yesterday, before I think about perseverance and finding out, like, finding finding the struggle and fighting the struggle and stuff like that. I just want to know, like, what have you learned about yourself during your kind of recovery periods? Like, um, have you found anything about yourself that you didn't know before? Um, well, a couple of things, actually. One is I'm not as good an actor as I think I am in my head. Um, and when you're people close to you go, no, you're really all right. Yeah, 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 fine. And you realise actually, as you're saying the words, that you don't sound fine at all. Uh, and two, I'm not as um, self-contained as I'd like to think I was. Mm. And, in, and from that, what I've learned is looking outside of myself, I've got really good friends and family around me. And I don't need to be self-contained. And actually, I don't need to be a really good actor. I can be honest, um, there are times to share your misery and there are times just to go, that doesn't matter. But it's knowing which is the appropriate time because I don't want to, I personally don't want to feel like every time someone speaks to me, I list off a, a whole reel of things that, oh, that's bad, that, that's bad, that's bad, that's bad. Um, but I also want to be the sort of friend when someone says, how are you doing? And go, be able to say, it's tough this week. But actually, it's not going to last forever. It just, I'm feeling it a bit this week. Uh, and that's okay. And actually believing that's okay. So yeah, for me, it's um, don't act because you know good at it. And rely on those people around you because you need it. How was it for you, Matt? What have you found about, about yourself? I'm really bad at like self-praise. <laughs> um, so I've been, thankfully you asked Tim first, because I've been trying to rack my brains while you were talking and trying to think about something. But very similarly to Tim, um, you know, you don't realise what your support network's like until it's genuinely tested, I don't think. Yeah. Um, uh, and you won't know that it's tested unless you let it be. Um, if you keep ignoring it all the time and keep blocking it out. And I think opposite to Tim, then I found out that I'm a wonderful improvisational actor. Um, <laughs> I managed to wear many, many different hats successfully to the outside, but very unsuccessfully for me. Um, you know, so swings and roundabouts. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's a strange one, isn't it? You know, you, you don't realise until you do it. I mean, one, one of the words that always comes up, I think, is a bit of resilience. Um, I think that although I still now have struggles with, with certain things in my life and certain weaknesses, I suppose, um with, with some things mentally i'm extremely strong now yeah um kind of learned to well you know wh whatever i can change i will do but if i can't then just let it go don't worry about it you know 
Tim, you'll know the serenity prayer, I'm assuming. I've got that tattooed on my arm, you know. And that that was the first tattoo I ever got, was that about my arm, because it just reminds me, um, you know, that don't be an idiot. Don't try and force things that you can't possibly change anyway. Um, you know, what's the point in trying to force something that you can't change? Accept it, move on from it. And you know what? If you can deal with something afterwards, deal with it afterwards. But if there's nothing you can change about it, then you just got to deal with those consequences and move on to the next thing. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I've become a bit stronger in that respect, I think. A lot more resilient mentally. Um, you know, I've, I've done things in, in terms of charity work and stuff where physically I have pushed myself way, way, way beyond my current capabilities um, and done it with ease just because mentally I've been that tough and that strong. Yeah. And then, don't get me wrong, when as soon as I finish doing it and I switch off a bit, then the pain comes. <laughs> and I'm in agony for a few days. But, you know, mentally I'm, I'm a lot tougher than I ever ever really perceived that I was. I, I always knew I was quite headstrong and, and uh, I suppose, aggressive in a sporting manner and was never really afraid of stuff, get stuff done. But I think that's very different to being mentally tough. I think people equate that to being mentally tough, but it's not. It's just a mindset. Um, I think being mentally strong is having a bit of resilience to be able to cope with lots of different things at the same time, you know, work, work stress, life stress, kids, the whole, the whole gamut, you know, all at the same time and being able to deal with that for me is being mentally strong. Um, you know, being able to switch on and switch off is, is very important for me because if I can't switch off at some point, then I'll just, my, my head will explode. And there are days where that does happen. Um, Hence the big rant about Jeremy Collins. Said some nasty words. <laughs> Justified, I think. Yeah. Fucking up my head. Anyway, Mark. Yes, mate. Um, no, I was just thinking some of the shit I've watched this last four weeks. I'm like, okay, now. Um, I found myself watching channels I didn't even know I had. Just like that's flicking away. Um, yeah, for me, it's it's a bit of a I don't know really. I, I found I think I found out I can things aren't as bad as I thought there was. Do you know what I mean? I, th- I think I found out that the stuff I stress over just isn't really worth stressing over. And I found that if I can um, actually control something, I find I, I can put my mind to that a little bit better. The stuff I, the stuff that kind of troubled me before. Um, it's actually made me a little bit stronger. I think it's actually made like the the big topic. I think out of today is just resilient, and it's made me a little bit more kind of stronger within myself. And um, I found that I can actually deal with stuff a little bit better. I think during my recovery, I think it's like what Tim says. I found what worked for me. You know, I, I went to I went to talk about it. Uh, I went to therapy, like I've like I've mentioned, and stuff like that. And we got involved in a in a, in a men's group and. I just found what worked for me and I think that that really did I think I found that early on I want I want searching for it so I think that really helped me knowing that I can talk to people about it and it's not you know it's not worth stressing over I think I think that's that's the one thing that's come out of it for me is the things that did trouble me weren't as bad as I thought it was yeah I just found myself I'm a lot stronger I think mentally now than I was before and like Matt says you know I've, I've tested myself in certain things I never thought I'd go to uni all right, didn't end grip, but I, I I couldn't I could not try. Do you know what I mean? I've I've become a bit of a trier, so I'll try loads of things. And I, I think I found that I don't give up as easy. Before I just quit. 
if it if it got shit and I didn't think I could do it, I just quit. I just wouldn't go. I'll just stop. Um, but I think that's like what I found when I did um, getting fit, like getting fit and healthy. I'll just scratch my head. One sec. <sighs> getting getting. <laughs> um, yeah, getting fit and healthy. I think that's that's really toughened me up. It's really toughened me up mentally to, and it's something I've never quit on. I've kept it going and stuff. And um, yeah, I think that's the I think that's the big thing that I've realised about myself is that I, if I don't give up and I just persevere and I keep going, I can achieve things. And yeah. I hope we sat here with you guys. Uh, you know, I wouldn't have done all these runs. I wouldn't have you know I wouldn't have um, done lots of things. Um, so yeah, I think that's I think that's what I've learned about myself. I'm a little bit more stronger mentally and. I can do things that I did do can do before, and um, you just got to try. Don't give up and just try something. Whether that's talking to someone, you know, whether that is taking some medication if that works for you. If you want a magic pill, if it's if that works, try it. Just try something. You never know. One thing you try one day might work for you. I think we have a tendency, from our perspective, to kind of look to the negative a lot of the times. And I think one of the positive things to come out of it is that we do get to speak to more people now. And, you know, we can spend that bit of time reconnecting. And I'm 100% certain that when we all go back to our normal daily work lives, it'll all drop off a cliff. But if, even if it is only once a month or whatever, then it, it's better than nothing, isn't it? And it, it keeps us connected with those people as well, which has been quite nice to see. You know, a lot of people doing that and a lot of people getting a bit of joy out of it and a bit of fun where previously they'd just be stuck in, sat on their ass doing nothing. So it's, yeah. it's quite nice to see. Um, I, I, actually, yeah. That's actually brought up something I wanted to talk about, actually. Like, communication. I thought you were finished talking. No, actually, you just reminded me. I've got my little, I've got my little board here, <laughs> Um, yeah, there is actually, I, you've actually brought up a very good point about communication and stuff during this lockdown. Because we talked about it, didn't we, in this, was it the second one? I think we talked about communicating and stuff like that. And um, as, as, yeah. as a change now, as, can you see communication actually getting better? Like Matt says, like people interacting with each other a lot differently because it's kind of forced upon you, isn't it? If you don't, if you don't do anything like this, <laughs> like... You don't see anyone, don't you? You don't talk to anybody. So I think, like, for the mental health side of it, can you see this actually working a little bit better, this type of communication with each other? Because people are talking to each other a little bit better. I certainly hope that, like, sort of, um, if you look at it clinically, from a clinical point of view, for people doing um, sort of counselling work and stuff like that, I hope that this can open up an avenue to people that wasn't reachable before you know some people uh, speaking for those with like severe anxiety and stuff probably can't get out of the house as much as they want to and go and see someone so something like this could they probably already do it i don't know um and if not i hope they do now um where they can do things like this and just have a chat with someone confidentially you can turn your camera on turn it off you can have a chat with them they're just there um, you know, you get your hour or whatever, and it's the same as it was. But you don't have to do the travel. You don't have to to go out. You don't have to put yourself in an uncomfortable situation. Um, for some people, this might be more uncomfortable than a face to face. It swings around about a bit, but I certainly hope, from like a clinical point of view, it makes things a little bit easier and a little bit more accessible for people. Because I think people have, have missed that, um, and it, it it casts the net a little bit wider. I suppose if you manage to do that. Um, I think from a, just a general perspective, like I said, it, it's great at the minute in terms of staying in touch with people and that, but 
I think it will fall off a cliff at some point. Um, everybody will just go back into what used to be the norm, I think, once everything's up and running. And, uh, and it's sad and it's very pessimistic of me, but I think it will. Um, hopefully, though, we, we do get a bit of a stronger bonds and stronger ties with those people we've been speaking to at, at these times. Um, you know, we'll always have that one thing in common, won't we? Uh, if nothing else. So it, it would be nice if it were to carry on, I think. But can I see it changing? Yeah, I think for the ease of it, it will change. Uh, it's just easier to do this, isn't it? It's, there's, there's no commuting, there's no travel. We don't all have to be in the same place at the same time. Uh, we just need to have a, a laptop, a phone or whatever at the same time. And that's it. And most people have got those these days. Um, it's just a case of now, is it is it going to carry on? I hope it does. I hope it does I think the, the interesting thing for me is how this has been an absolute leveller. So we're all in this same situation at the same time. And for us as a, as a faith community, we, we're using a, like a closed social network platform. And um, people who are stuck at home and can't get to some of the um, physical spaces that we use during the week have found a real voice. And it's exactly like you were saying, Matt, is that they, they physically can't get out easily, but now they can engage fully in what we're doing. So whereas the majority of us are, are limited, they've been really empowered. And actually, it's been fantastic to see these people who can't physically leave the house, um, either because of physical health problems or mental health problems, be able to comment, to contribute, to do all of those things that make you part of a community. I fear, in agreement with yourself, that once we all get back to work, we'll forget about the frustrations. There'll be, um, there'll be all the promises, a bit like when you leave a job or you leave school, how you'll always keep in touch and yeah. you're friends forever and all of that stuff. But then after three weeks, you've forgotten the, who they even are because you've moved back into a world or you've moved on into a world. Um, so I, I think that it will take a real conscious effort. I know for me... It will be. We've, we're making decisions now as a church about how we keep these people engaged. Because how sad would it be that we we we've allowed these people a voice and then we we take it away? We'll say, oh, we're not using this anymore. We can all meet together again. Um, mm. So it's highlighted for me the, the presence of people has highlighted how isolated they have been, just because of the way that we do things. Uh, so I genuinely hope that we can keep the good of this increased electronic communication, keep the good bits of that and integrate the freedom of being able to meet up again. I, honestly, like, I, think it, I think this has worked wonders for, for, for me, I think so, because there's people on, on this I would have never have spoke to, like people from the gym, we do a thing on a Friday night, we have like a get together on a Friday night in Zoom. And there's people on there I've just, I've just never, I've never met. <laughs> and we all, uh, we have a drink and have a, exactly. and have, um, have a laugh and have a bit of banter and stuff. I know it's not the same, but it is, it's, it's the best we've got. And honestly, if for, for mental health side of it, I think this is, I think it's going to come out. I think people just need to just embrace what we've got at, the, got at our disposal. I mean, during the war, they had nothing, did they? <laughs> they had carrier pigeons and, uh, Stuff like that, so it's like <laughs> I don't know. I want there. I may look it, but no, I want there. Which war was that? I want there. <laughs> um, but no, like I think 
this the modern technology is, is really helped a lot of people a lot of people in isolation yeah. like my mum and dad have downloaded apps they've never even heard of before and um, they're using whatsapp they're using video they're, my dad i got a clue he still thinks he uses it to turn the telly over but um yeah yeah honestly it's hilarious but it's 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 a way of people they're keeping in touch with the grandkids as well obviously the cat mm. It's really tough on them. We we have them over here quite a lot, and it's been quite tough not having them around and stuff. And although they annoy me sometimes, it's <laughs> I've actually missed them not being here. Um, but it's it's the little things like that, isn't it? That people will be struggling with being yeah, in yeah. contact. That, that people like in Tim's job, obviously relying that human interaction and his yeah. people come into church just to see Tim and have a chat with Tim and stuff on a weekly basis. People can't do that anymore. So I think that's that's really going to impact people's mental health during this. And but these are positive. I know we talk a lot about negative, but the positive is these stuff out there to help you, like Zoom and FaceTime and Facebook video call and whatever. And just use it. Use what you've got, and it'll really help you. It'll really help you talk and reach out, and it'll help you reach a community you might never reach before, and open up avenues you'd never yeah. thought were there before. Meet new people. Yeah. Um, I think it's really good. I think, I think you're right. I think it is that, isn't it? You know, it's, communication is difficult at the best of times. So just make use of it while you've got it. Uh, yes. you know, and, and making use of that time that we've all got now as well. You know, this, this is like my dedicated hour out of, of childcare and, and schooling and stuff like that. So, you know, this is my, my time off is this. I like this bit. So, <laughs> <laughs> but like you mentioned there, grandkids and stuff like that like so my mum and dad haven't seen the grandkids or anything so they, they facetime quite regularly and then we use zoom and stuff so they're, they're quite up to date with all that considering they're you know they're in the 60s now and they're quite they're quite on it so that it don't quite compare does it to, to giving them a cuddle and you know that yeah they want to play with them and i suppose conversely on the positive side of that i should be at work you know i, I should be at work for these last what however many months we've been off now two months or I don't know I'm lost with time um but I should have been at work so I, I wouldn't be getting to spend this time with the kids you know I, I wouldn't yeah. be I won't be taking such an interest in all of the schoolwork I, I wouldn't be seeing Ava grow up to be to be perfectly blunt and honest you know she, she's asleep by about half past seven every night and thankfully she sleeps right through which is great but you know she gets up about half past six which is when I'd be getting up and just about going to work anywhere you know, so I wouldn't see much of her growing up, and now I'm taking a real active role in her growing up as a baby, and it, it's weird <laughs> and it's scary, but it, it's you know it's good fun, and I, I've never seen that otherwise. You know, I never have that experience, and hopefully, you know that, that that might make the bond stronger between me and her as she's growing up as well. You know, that we spent all that time together when she was little, and you know she won't remember it, but um, you know she she'll certainly recognise a bit more now uh, from being around so that when I go back to work and I'm doing my, my 12 hour days or whatever and, uh, as my work dictates sometimes I can't just be home you know, straight leave at five and so you know sometimes it is late night sometimes it's very early mornings I've got to be flexible around people so when, when I'm spending that bit of extra time with them now I'm quite thankful for it in a way although it's come from a horrendous situation it's actually quite nice you know it, it, and that's my positive take out of it is I'm spending time with people that I, I don't 
Although, ironically, I live with them. I don't see them that often. You know, I don't see them that much. You know, Oliver's in bed by eight o'clock on a school night as well. So I get a couple of hours with him and I'm, you pro- I'm probably cooking tea or something. So that takes a bit of time away from it as well while I'm in the kitchen. And, you know, and he wants to play on his games and stuff, which is fine. But you don't see him. You, know, you don't see your kids anymore. Uh, no. you know, me and Laura will have a, a couple of hours after work. Or she's at work as well as a nurse. She's at work till gone half past eight at night as well. So we, we don't ships in the night sometimes so it's been really nice to spend that little bit of time as a a, a normal family i suppose having a, a weekend every day which is it's been quite nice yeah i really agree with that there's there's a lot of positives i've seen recently obviously like you saying like tim says tim's obviously spending a lot more time with with his, his daughter and um, you're spending a lot more time with your family you've got obviously we mentioned matt's just had a baby so he's spending a lot more time with ava and that and um, I think that there's some positives out there. I see it on social media, like people just re-engaging with the families and re-engaging with, with, with the kids and going out and doing stuff like, it's almost like the government has said, you've got one hour a day to go out and do some exercise. And there's people out biking, there's people out running, there's people out yeah. like, like, like they wouldn't have done before. Like there's people, um, I've seen some of my friends are out, oh, what's the best running apps to use and what's the best gyms to look at? And people are just like, I don't know. People are doing stuff they wouldn't do before. I think it's. I think it's. Some of it's been really good. I've noticed these last five weeks, four weeks, people have realised that you know, actually going out and doing something is a lot better than sitting on their Xbox all day and with the curtains drawn. Yep. Which I used to do quite a lot. But anyway, we'll move on. <laughs> um, yeah, just a short and sweet one this week, I think, boys. Um, some really good stuff again. Thanks for joining us. And um, hopefully we'll get get back in next week. Um, if nothing, obviously, I think did they say they're going to review it next week, didn't they? Whether lockdown's going to happen or yeah. I, I personally think it's going to it's it's not looking good. Um, um, thanks thanks for joining us again, boys. I really appreciate it. If you if you're new to this, I didn't mention it at the start, but hit the like button up there. And obviously, if you agree with us or want to make any comments or questions, in the comments, just next to Matt's head, just in the comments down there, ask us loads of questions. And obviously, when we have one like this where we've got not a lot to talk about, it really helps. Um, I'm off to shave my head. It's a bit tennis yeah, ball yeah. at the minute. It's a bit tennis ball I may look like I've been around centre court today, but I'm a bit tennis ball today, so... I'll have to shave my head, but um, thanks, boys. And you mentioned the, you mentioned the head, Mark, if people agree with us, more importantly, if they don't, then absolutely, yeah. Uh, if you think we're talking bollocks, like we normally do, um, <laughs> put, put, it in the, put it in the comments down below. Uh, really appreciate as much. We want as much interaction as possible because obviously, like you know, we just like want you want you guys involved. Um, so yeah, thanks, boys. Hopefully, we we'll get together next week. Enjoy Excellent. the rest of the day. And I'll, uh, I'll see yeah. you soon.